This is Bedside, a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex. I'm your host, Tatiana, and each week we'll uncover stories, ideas, routines, and expert information to help guide you on your ever-evolving journey of good sex. We believe that through democratizing sexual wellness, we can shift cultural taboos and make way for authentic and limitless access to pleasure, joy, and connection to the body. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Bedside Podcast. This week, I've got an amazing quickie with my girl, Amanda Blair, and we are talking all things solo traveling. Amanda came hot off of an amazing solo trip this summer, and we thought it would be incredible to really break down everything about traveling on your own. Amanda was like, I get so many questions about this. Let's do an episode. And I was like, hell yes. I think it's so important to talk about this. And I think it has so much to do with the amazing trusting relationship that we get to build with ourselves. Solo traveling, as you'll hear on this episode, really is the gateway to getting to know yourself on one of the deepest levels. So on this episode, we talk about finding courage and confidence around solo traveling, how you can ease into the solo experience, what flexibility around travel looks like. We get into the nitty gritty around each of our own safety protocols around solo travel, which is very important and has a lot that can be applied to sex. So listen up and listen closely. We talk about meeting up with friends, expanding and utilizing your network, and it's just a lot about growing into your confidence. And of course, the wonders of what solo travel is and how incredible it can be. So this is such a great episode. I know you're going to love it. Without further ado, let's get into the show. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another Quickies. I've got Amanda Blair here. Hello. And we actually are coming to you with a highly requested episode on Amanda's behalf. So Highly requested. I will have you kick it off. Tell us what we are talking about. So I have had a lot of people reach out wanting to know more about, and I think wanting to maybe hear my process with solo travel. I just got back from three months um, traveling Europe. I was there for the summer and I actually came back early, which is something that I definitely want to touch on. So we'll put a little pin in that. Um, I think the idea of a woman traveling by herself still feels really unusual, brave, like, whoa, how'd you do that? I get every time I talk about like, oh, I'm taking a solo trip. I have, I get a thousand questions asking me about like, why, how, how did, what, how did you feel? What do you do? Um, and so I guess I just want to share more about that process and like talk it through with you and like, you know, hear your experience with it and hear what you've done with solo travel or not done or what you want with solo travel or what you don't want. Or just kind of open it up. I think there's a lot here to dive into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What's really cool actually is 
one of my best friends it was so funny when we all graduated from college like a lot of us jumped into our careers and she just in her soul knew that she was like I am going to go to Southeast Asia and like get my yoga certification and do this whole thing and it's so funny because she went under the guise of like I'm gonna go for the summer and like three and a half years later beautiful I love that it was it and and people ask her all the time like where do you get the confidence how do you do it and so you know I think solo travel is so empowering I think you probably have so much to say to this because you most recently came off of it but I think it really shows you and teaches you about who you are and what you value and um, I've definitely had some really miraculous solo traveling journeys myself where I've spent summers at a time like also in Europe just being like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go forth and I'm gonna do it and just like work and get experience and you know meet up with people who I've never met up with before so um I've definitely experienced it before and it's a it's a leap you have to take, but it's also a muscle, I think, that you can very well train. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the confidence thing you're talking about, the first solo trip that I took was when I was 32. So I'm to this game late. I didn't start doing this in my 20s um, because I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the self awareness and worth to know that I could, I felt one of the things I really struggled with in my twenties. And I like really started to deal with in my thirties was feeling capable. I felt really incapable for a long period of time. And I was <laughs> just with my mom for a full week. She's not going to listen to this. So I feel totally free to talk about it. Um, and she was meeting my partner for the first time. And she, you know, he kind of was asking about what I was like as a kid. And so she was bringing up different stories um, for him. And one of the things that she told him about was when I was playing soccer, how uncompetitive I was and how bad I was and how I just ran down the field like la 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 la, no care in the world. I And I, you know, stepped in and corrected her because I feel like that is a very one just unproductive story to have and also just untrue, but a large reason of why I felt incapable because when I tried new things, I wasn't met with support. I was met with like, Oh, you're not that good at that. Are you? And a lot of like comparison, like, you know, for example, my mom started that story. Well, well I'm very athletic, but Amanda's not. So there was a lot of like shutting down of even my potential, right? Like when you start something and you're brand new at something, of course, you're not going to be good at it, right? Like you need to be a beginner and you need to learn, but that space was never created for me. So I shut myself down. To kind of like riff off this in, in kind of an interesting way, um, the reason why the memories of my solo travel experiences came up lately was almost like the opposite because um my I was talking to my mom about my own anxieties this was like maybe half a year ago with certain things and she was like need I remind you when you were 16 17 and 18 you just would fly somewhere and spend eight weeks alone and she like re actually reminded me of my capability so oh, I, that. I don't know I think I there's something that. interesting also here. good for you for doing it that at 16 I just was <laughs> you're like bye peace out <laughs> I know I probably just got my like driver's license and was like I am sayonara everybody um see you later 
also really cool for your parents to uh, trust you with that. That's amazing. Yes. And I just want to say, you know, there's something interesting to the concept of capability. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think it's very important to understand and it's so important to build inside of your child. Right. And that's, you know, I understood a lot about that wounding once I kind of figured that out. And um, so I couldn't have pursued this in when I was in my twenties because that was, I like, I can't, I can't, I'm not capable. Like, that was there your block. So, and then there were so many shadows on top of that and so many like woundings around that. So when I really started to deal with that was when I got sober and had already been doing, you know, TBM work with Lacey for, you know, and that was just when it was just Lacey and I, there was no workshops. She was a workshop and, you know, started to make some real progress with that. And it was, it was not only getting sober, but it was learning how to run. And being able to run for a long distance and like set that goal and meet that goal, which really was about me learning how to keep my word to myself. So you're talking about literally running, like literally running, like physically, like running. I was so and this has to do more with I met a dude. He was a runner. Um, This dude, he totally love bombed me and I totally fell for it. And then he like. Them, I gave him a blowjob and he bounced the next day. And I was like, uh, the fuck? Um, and he was like, yeah, actually, um, I decided I'm not actually ready for the things that I said I was. So like, bye. And I was so heartbroken. And in that heartbreak, I wanted to, I don't know, like attract him by running a marathon, which is something I'd always already wanted to do. But I was like, this gave me sort of like the motivation to do it. And so I started running and I actually like deeply fell in love with it. Um, so it like started from that, but it became my own thing very quickly. But it showed me my, it showed me how capable I was. Yes. And I had already built that by keeping my word about starting to learn how to save and starting to learn how to save was a big deal for me. Like the first time I saved $10,000 was like, oh my God wow, like I can do this. Yeah. Um, and so it was like those two things sort of coupled together, which I started saving because I realized I had wanted to travel backpack around Southeast Asia, but never had, you know, the ability to, or the belief in myself to do so. And so that became a goal in my thirties. Um, and all of those things led up to me, really being like, fuck, I can do this. And so I planned my first solo trip, which was supposed to be four months around, um, Asia. And then it was, it turned into seven months, but I went on that trip alone. However, I ended up meeting a partner and we traveled together. I, well, I went on that trip and which was after that experience with that dude I just talked about. And I was like, fuck guys, I'm going to be, so I'm going to be celibate this entire time. Like, fuck it. I'm over it. Blech, hate men dating is stupid. And then, uh, two weeks in, I met my partner. I was like, wait, I'm going to like go with this. Um, and you know, we were together for that entire time and it was such a beautiful, fun relationship. But, um, so I didn't actually, I wasn't actually solo for the beginning or for the rest of that trip, but I was for the beginning and it gave me, um, the confidence to know that I could do that more and I could build on that and like the value that I got from that. But I also had to confront a lot of things during that first two weeks. Um, I was really lonely. I didn't know how to really like talk to people. I didn't know if I should be talking to people more. I didn't know, like I, there was all of these things. And through that trip, what I really discovered is the way that I like to travel, which is I like to sort of drop in somewhere know where I'm going to stay and literally have zero plans from there and just wander around and walk for like miles and miles and miles 
go to a coffee shop, read a fuck ton of books. And that's really it. And just like, see what I discover. Like, I don't like having a plan. Um, there's actually a French word for it, which is essentially just like to travel by wandering. And I don't remember the French word. Zach told me about it. And he was like, this is how we travel. Um, it's that's what I discovered on the trip is like, oh, I don't need to be doing a bunch of touristy things that doesn't actually fulfill me. What fulfills me is just like waking up and being like, all right, well, like, let's just see what I find today. And also I don't, I'm not solo traveling to fucking meet people. Guess what? I'm not, I don't do it. I don't want to. And on that trip, I discovered that because the the person that I was dating at the time, um, he was incredibly social and he did want to go meet people. And he would literally, we would be at the same cafe. He would be over talking to like these new friends that he had made. And I would be over on another table reading. Wow. wow. And I was like, wow, the difference between the two. And I, that's what I wanted to do. I was like happy to share experiences with him, but I wasn't there to like go out and meet new friends. I just, if it happened, I wasn't like opposed to it, but I, it wasn't what I was seeking. Yes. And what I've noticed in my travel since then is I don't, you know, people are like, oh man, you must like meet so many people. Or like when I've talked to Sala about the way that, you know, her solo trip, she's like, ah, oh, I met so many friends. And I'm like, not me. <laughs> I don't meet people and I'm not trying to, and yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. To be honest, like, I'm just, I'm like not available for that. I am there to tune into me, to be there with me and enjoy my own company. And it was on that trip in that first two weeks where I really confronted, like, can I, can I do that? Am I allowed to want that? Am I allowed to just enjoy being on my own? Am I allowed to just not have a plan and do, you know, just wander around and like, is that enough? And I had to learn to really choose what I wanted and the experience that I was looking for, not the experiences that I'd heard I should have. And when I was able to let that go, and I also think being sober was a huge part of that because I wasn't going out drinking. And like, if you're going out and drinking, you're really pushing past a lot of like what you want in order to like fit into whatever that experience is. And because I didn't have that option, that crutch was taken away from me. I had to like face like, well, how do you, what do you want to do? And it was like, I literally want to walk around and I want to like sit in cute cafes, drink tea, and read. That's what I want to do. And I want to do it in like these exotic places. And once I figured that out, then traveling became so enjoyable because I didn't feel like I had to keep up. So I think, you know, for people, you know, I get asked a lot, like, do you feel lonely? And it's like, yeah, of course, like that comes up, but don't run away from those feelings. What are those feelings there to teach you? What are you trying to run away from by running away from that? Right. And for me in that first trip, it was really leaning into the way that I wanted to travel and what I was looking to experience. I love this. And like, I'm so curious to ask you about like more of your current day traveling process. But before we actually go there, I want to know more about kind of what led up to you wanting to plan a solo trip. Because um, for anybody listening who has kind of had the inkling to go do it, but doesn't really know where to start or is uncomfortable to take that first step, like, I kind of am curious to know your process. Yeah, I I think it was a combination of things. It was, I became more important than other people. Like, my relationship with myself became, 
was starting to come into like, this is the most important relationship. And before that, I felt really insecure and anxious about my friendships and like, oh, I need to like be with these friends all the time to make sure that we keep this connection. It was like a really anxious place. You know, so if I was going somewhere, like I needed to go with a friend and if my friend was going somewhere, I needed to be there. And so like, it came from that really fearful, anxious place of like, oh no, like uh, I'm going to be left behind. Um, And I was finally starting to like, kind of like settle into myself and like lean into like that security of like, no, I don't, I don't need to do that. I don't need to be anxious about my friendships and I can let my friendships breathe and they're okay. We're okay. Like if we're meant to like keep that connection, we will. And like, because of that, I've also recognized that I experience things deeper alone. Like I experience things differently when I'm with someone. Uh, And there are certain people that that's not true with. I can experience it with them and I'm experiencing it like I would experience alone, but we have to, there has to be like a deep, deep intimacy and like a deep sort of bond with them in order to do that. But for most of it, it's like, if I'm experiencing something alone, I'm experiencing it in the way that I like really want to experience it. And when I'm experiencing it with someone else that isn't one of those people, I'm missing something. I wanted to explore that more. Yeah. I was going to say like, there was a longing to connect with like, well, what would all these experiences mean and if it was just me and like how yeah how aligned and alive can I feel by like doing that yeah like I was I also so when I was um 18 and I just graduated high school my stepmom took me on this like really amazing um like luxurious Greek vacation um where you know we for we flew first class to Greece and like we stayed in Santorini on like the top of the island in this like four star hotel like very high class um experience and I was very jet lagged uh so I was waking up incredibly early way before her and going up to get breakfast alone that was sort of my first experience with it so I was on a trip with someone but I was like having this solo experience of I got up to get breakfast and the breakfast like balcony overlooked the entire island and the ocean I mean it was just breathtaking and like I just remember sitting up there looking out at like the expanse and being like, holy shit, this is it. That was really the first experience of having such a moving moment totally alone. I'm curious to jump now to current day, right? Because you you had like done this solo experience. You had a lovely time. You just came back now. Like what was going into it like? Was it different in any way? Did you have any expanders or were you like, I kind of already expanded myself from this previous trip? Yeah, I expanded myself um, and I was much more confident. I came back more me, really understanding more of what I needed and what I wanted. I had felt this new kind of window open inside me that just hadn't been open before. And it became really clear to me that that's something that I wanted to continue to pursue. I wanted to continue to take trips alone and like, you know, travel with friends, but then also make time to go do things alone. So I, you know, started also taking the solo trips for my birthday. And I'm sure a lot of people will relate to this. That my birthday had kind of like always been disappointing. Yes. Right. And so I was like, my birthday is all like literally always disappointing. So I should just always be somewhere else on my birthday and like go take myself on a trip. Yes. I I did that. It was just like, yes, like I love this. I love being alone just with me getting to do exactly what I want to do, exactly the way that I want to do it. And also I have to say, living in New York for 12 years. <laughs> that really helped me um, feel confident being on my own because before that I had lived, you know, in Southern California and it was such a more like, it was also the time of my life, you know, I was just in college or just right after college. And like, you do everything with your friends at that point, right? Like 
there's this, this feeling of like, we can't do anything apart. Um, and when I moved to New York, I didn't know anyone. So I was, and even when I made friends, like, you know, New York, like it's flaky as fuck. People are like, because they're so in that energy, it's like everyone's doing a gazillion things. And so sometimes it's really hard to find someone to do things with, even if you have a lot of friends, like that friend is doing this thing and this thing. And that person lives, you know, on the Upper West Side and you live in Brooklyn and you're like, see you never, you know, so there's a lot of fruitful opportunity to just do things alone. And I quickly realized living in New York, if I wanted to do something, if I waited to do it with someone, it probably wouldn't get done. And so I just had to go do it myself. And so I really developed a love for going to concerts alone. I really developed a love for going to movies alone. I really developed a love for spending an entire day alone, um, you know, and like going out to eat and I really sort of developed my confidence of doing things alone there. And so that led into also, you know, developing that on like an extended trip. Yes. I I think you bring up such a great point because I know like we're talking about solo trip, but I think it's so important to like remember smaller moments where you can do it, but not feel like you need to go away for three months, i.e. Right. You don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. I love what you were saying. Like if you're curious, like just test it out by starting to do things alone. Go to dinner alone. Go to a concert go alone. Go to a movie alone. Go to a concert alone. A concert alone is like a pro move, man. It is a pro move. I went to go see in New York City at Radio City Music Hall in like 2019 or maybe 2018. I went to go see Maggie Rogers alone. I, to this day, it's such a magical experience and it just would not, like you said, like it would just would not have been the same if I was with someone else. And I just totally didn't give a fuck. I just, I, I ended up actually standing next to this guy who we he came solo too yeah and we both were like belting and just like having this magical moment where I think if I was with a friend I would have like kind of maybe felt like I couldn't totally express myself totally I've really learned and developed a real affinity for doing things just with me and that's something my partner and I have talked about a lot because he also is big on travel and, and solo travel and like that's something we want to we obviously have a deep love of like wanting to travel together and do things like that together and experience those things together. But also before each other, like we love to do that alone and we want to continue to, you know, help each other facilitate that and have those experiences. Yeah. And I, you're reminding me of something I wanted to say, which applies to this and something you brought up earlier, which is like, if you are in a circumstance where you are traveling with friends or family or a partner and you are so looking forward to that trip, like also still carving out time to be like, Hey guys, I'm going to go to like this shop or I'm going to like go to do this for a couple hours. Like I'll meet you at dinner and like just taking the autonomy to do that because I even know some people in, in my close circles who've gone on friend trips and have kind of been like, I had no alone time and I, you know, I, it was so group mentality. And I remember being like, well, why didn't you go off and do something on your own? And they were like, oh, I couldn't do that. And I'm like, but you could do that. So yeah, you can do you that. Can. And most people wouldn't care. And if they do care, maybe they're not that friend group for you. Right. You know what I mean? If they don't want to help you facilitate like the experience you're looking to have. And I think that's a good, you know, I get asked a lot like, well, I don't know if I can take three months off. I'm like, yeah, then don't take three months off. And also I didn't take three months off. I worked the entire time because I manifested a career in which I have that flexibility, which was something that was really important to me for travel. Right. So it like kind of goes back to the way that I created my life. I created my life to facilitate travel and, and these kind of experiences, because that's something that's deeply, deeply important to me. And I, you know, worked really hard to get here. And also 
privileged. Let's not forget that. Um, that is very much the case. And I am very aware and deeply grateful for that. But I think you don't have to start with even solo travel. I think if what you just said is super important, like start, if you're going to go travel with someone, start by taking an afternoon to yourself and then work up to like taking a whole day. And then, you know, where like your friends do something else and you go do this, or even like your one friend that you're going to trip with goes and does something and you go do something or your partner, you go do one thing and your partner does another thing and you meet back up and you like discuss what happened. So starting there and then, you know, from there, like build into go to a concert alone, start going to dinner alone regularly. Um, you know, go to movies alone from there, take a weekend, go somewhere nearby and, you know, just let yourself travel and figure out the way that you want to travel. What's the experience you're looking to have and how can you create that for yourself? If you are someone who's super social and like loves to meet new friends, that's going to be part of the way that you travel. But if you don't, because hired introvert, me. Um, and you don't want to like be constantly meeting new people. And you're actually like, I just want to read my book, like leave me the fuck alone, which is like my MO. Then you know that you have permission to do that. You get to have whatever experience you're wanting to have. There's no sort of one way to have that experience. Yes. And I think you're right with like this, like concept of, you know, on Instagram, we see this like one reality or one like popularized reality of how to go about doing things, how to go about traveling, how to about how to go about doing your three months in Europe. And it's like so glamorized and so looking one way. And it's just like, let's all remember like there's more than one way here. And that is by no means the right way. <laughs> like Exactly. Like you get to do whatever you want. Thing about solo travel taught me is like be flexible. So in my European trip, I pre-booked everything, you know, earlier in the year. So it felt like free when I went there because it was like already paid for, which of course, like other expenses came up. But I was originally supposed to go Italy for the month, then Greece for like the end of June, then to Amsterdam and then South of France and then Paris. Once I was there in Italy, I first of all heard about the insane, you know, travel lines at the airports and like all the things and losing baggage. And like, I recognize that I didn't want to be bouncing around that much. I actually just wanted to stay in Italy for the majority of June. And I wanted to go to the Amalfi coast and like experience the beach there. Cause the reason I was going to Greece was for the islands. So I canceled that part of my trip and I decided I wasn't going to take any planes until I flew home and I was going to just travel by train. So I lost a little bit of money, but I didn't care. Cause I was like, that's actually what I want. And I, it took me getting there to like recognize that, but that flexibility is so important. If I would have been like, no, I have to do this. I would have pushed myself into an experience that I wasn't really wanting to have. And instead I got to relax into the one that I really wanted. And I think that flexibility is so important. And it's also a huge part of solo travel. Like if I had been with someone else who really wanted to go to Greece, I would have been like, well, fuck, like I'm going to have to really be disruptive or like break off from you if I want to go do this thing. And because I was alone, I got to make those decisions of like, actually, no, I don't want to take that flight. I'm going to take the train instead. And I'm so glad that I did it that way. It was so enjoyable. And I got to really relax in Italy and just like you know, be in the Amalfi Coast for a period of time. And that was great. Um, and I didn't miss Greece at all. And then a part of that flexibility as well is I booked my trip to be coming home on September 7th. And once I was like leaving New York, I was like, I think that I booked that for too long. I really feel like I'm not going to want to stay in Europe for that long. Like, I think I'm going to want to come home before that. But I was kind of like, well, we'll like see how it goes. And then once I got there, I was like, I definitely want to come home in August. I just I'm ready to like, 
I want this experience, but then also I'm moving to Portland and I want to fucking be in Portland and I want to like settle down and I want to know where my house is going to be and all of that stuff. And so I was really feeling that, but understanding that I booked a Airbnb for August that was non-refundable in Paris. And I was like, do I want to lose the money? And then I met my partner. I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't really want to be here. If I'm going to be in Europe, I want to like fully be here and I'm not, I want to be in Portland. So I ended my trip early and I think that flexibility is so helpful for the enjoyment of what you're doing. And that translates to life as well. My mind is allowed to change and I'm allowed to get new information and let that kind of guide me and show up to that. And I feel deserving of my, you know, meeting my own needs and that solo travel really helped me understand that. That's such a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's just, it's so highly intuitive and like just in tune with your wants and needs. And you said it like taking care of yourself. And it's just like the sooner we can all learn to be able to be flexible like that. I mean, I can't tell you how many days like I'll look on my calendar because I plan my week the week, the like Sunday in advance. And I put everything down and every like, basically almost every hour is time blocked. I can't tell you sometimes how I'll like Wednesday or whatever day will come and I'll be like, yeah, that's not happening. And like I've changed agendas for extraordinarily busy days to complete rest days. And I feel like that has the same cadence here where it's just like, yeah, like you, you planned a really busy whatever, like you were, you had a whole time frame booked out, planned, but you wanted it to change. Like when push came to shove, you were like, I'm ready. And and so like learning to like honor that and not hold yourself accountable or blame yourself or feel guilty. Or like feel weird about it. Like like with the Greece thing, I was like, I don't want to fucking go to Greece. I'm not going. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't like, oh no. Like there was no guilt or anything weird about it because I had already like built up that sense of trust with myself of that we need to change our mind. Like it's important keeping my word is incredibly important to me because that's like the foundation of everything. But also I get to change that as I get new information about what my needs are, right? Or what I want. And I think that's really important is you are allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to get new information about what you want, desire, need. You're allowed to sort of change focus. You get to meet yourself there, right? You don't just have to be stuck in one spot. I love how you're framing that too, because it's like, you're not letting yourself down on something that you planned or wanted for yourself. It's more like I got new information. Therefore we're like recalibrating. Cause I think there's quite a difference in not following through on something that you were, you know, that like fear held you back on or, you know, whatever. And versus being like, actually like this is just deeply intuitive and like what my body wants. 100%. And I, something else that I think we should, you know, get into is I get asked a lot about safety, solo traveling. I don't feel unsafe when I travel. I feel really safe. I will say, you know, I stay, I find places that I have read reviews from solo traveler women. So I know that like, that woman felt safe there. You know, when I was looking at Airbnbs, for example, and like Paris, you know, a woman left an Airbnb on this was like, it was in a weird neighborhood. I didn't feel good here. Something weird happened. And I was like, not staying there. And which is why I always leave reviews on Airbnbs. So I can like, and I say like, I'm a solo female traveler. I'm like, I felt safe here. So I'm like paying that forward. I also think I feel safe because I, this is like the biggest thing that I've discovered and what I always encourage 
my clients to do is I am not worried about being fucking nice. Ooh, that's so good. Tell me more. That is so good. So I am not worried about offending someone or making someone feel weird because I'm doing what I need to do. Right. So if someone makes me uncomfortable, I have no qualms about being like, bye and getting out of there. I don't care if that's rude. I just don't care. I'm not interested in being nice because I think being nice is what gets women hurt and killed. It's like, don't listen to your needs and your instincts and what your boundaries are. Like, oh, please that person, let them think that you're a nice girl, that you're not a bitch. Like, fucking think I'm a bitch. I could care less. A bitch just means I'm being direct and honest and like, yes, please, which is different from like being cruel. I'm not actively cruel, right? Cruelty is like, I'm not throwing judgment or shame on someone. I'm not physically or verbally abusing them, right? I am holding boundaries for myself and taking care of myself. And if someone else doesn't like that, I could give a fuck. And especially when I'm traveling. That is like hardcore. Also, I've lived in New York for 12 years. (laughs) I am like, I have a very big, like, don't fuck with me vibe because I've learned to hone that. And I've learned to lean into that. And I'm not looking to be nice and please someone. I'm just not. And doing that, I think is a large part of what helps me feel safe when I'm traveling, because I trust myself to be like, if I'm uncomfortable, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't need to make someone else feel good about me being uncomfortable. I take care of me. You know, if I'm staying in Airbnb, I read the reviews. I make sure females have stayed there that are solo. Um, or if I'm in a new place that I don't, you know, I want to, like when I stayed in Marseille, that has a large reputation for being, you know, the most dangerous city in, in France. It's not, it's fine. Um, but I stayed in the, a hotel first to like get my bearings and know that like there would be someone there when I, you know, came in no matter what time. Um, also I'm sober. So I don't drink. So I'm not getting out. I'm not going out and getting drunk. The The thing that actually got me sober finally, like that really pushed me over the edge, even though I'd been trying for five years was I went to Cuba and I blacked out twice and I got separated from the person that I was with my friend that I was with. And like a random guy walked me home. It ended up fine. I was okay. But like, I could have fucking died. And I really woke up to like, this is very dangerous. And so I ended up you know, finally getting sober, but I don't have to worry about that. I am usually home and, you know, the Airbnb, (laughs) I'm not a party girl anymore. So like I'm home by 10, like latest. And I, you know, I'm like ready to be in bed. So, cause I've been out all day usually. And like the nighttime I like go to dinner and like, that's kind of it. And then I want to go back to my Airbnb and like read or like watch a little show and go to bed. So I think that is really helpful too. And which is not to say you can't drink when you're out, but I would say I wouldn't advise getting drunk because you want to keep your wits about you. You want to understand who you're with. If you're you know, going to pursue going home with that person, you want to make sure you feel good about that person as you sober, not you drunk. Um, because that, those are two different people, um, with very different means of keeping you safe. So drunk, you has no agenda to keep you safe. (laughs) Just like period. Yeah. Um, speaking from experience. So I think that's, you know, something that if you do drink, really understanding your limits there and really holding boundaries for yourself out of protection. But those are practical things that I do to, you know, to be safe, research an area, go places that I feel comfortable with. But the main thing is I do not care about being nice. There have been so many instances where I've done where like someone's done something kind of off. And like I historically would like try to be like, that was weird and try to make it as normal as possible. And like, 
I don't do that anymore because I'm like, first off, I don't owe you my niceties here to try and like make the fucking weird shit you just did seem slightly more socially palatable. But especially alone, like I love that advice. It's brilliant. And um, like just to kind of tack on to everything you've said, especially when you're solo traveling, follow your fucking gut. And if something is just slightly off, get out of there, get out like you don't like just do it, you know, like just trust it. Just trust it. Like that is yeah. your 100%. tool like, to even utilize. If you, you know, you booked something and you get there and you show up and it doesn't feel right to you. Lose the money. Yeah. Money can come back. You can't. So get out of there. Like listen to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing, nothing is worth you putting yourself in danger for. Mm-mm. Um, so there's just no need to do that. Like you have to, I 100%, you have to trust your gut. Like there are certain times where I'm like, don't walk down that road. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. W- without a doubt. I, I could tell you countless stories of just like very close encounters or like really sus situations going down where I'm just like traveling and I'm like, we got to go. Or like, this is not the place to be at the time. So you know what? Cancel this dinner reservation. I know we put down like a whatever deposit. We're going. Like, this is just not the place to be right now. And that's, I don't make money that important either where you would like risk yourself to like save money. Yeah. You can make that money back. Let the money go. And like, this is not to like freak anyone out about traveling solo. Because it's not. Honestly, I haven't had any like, you know, scares. Thank goodness. Yeah. Knock on wood. Um, but I think it's because of these things. It's just a reality. Right. And, and it's like, and, and it's something like, especially as a woman traveling solo, like, yeah, you do really have to like learn how to have your back. Um, so it's just like trusting your intuition and not really giving a fuck. Right. There's also certain experiences that I know I can't have. Like, for example, the person that I met, um, when I was traveling in Asia, he had in Vietnam, like taken his motorcycle and like gone out into the country in Vietnam and like stayed with random families and like met random people. And I was like, that's really cool for you. I could never do that. And I wouldn't because I'm a, I'm a woman and that just puts me in more danger and I don't want to be in that danger. So I also was like aware of what felt safe for me and what didn't feel safe for me. And I wasn't trying to. Yeah. Like push the limits. Yeah. Right. So I also understood what that was for me. And that's different for everyone. Oh my God. I love it. Oh, I could talk to you forever about your travel experiences. I feel like we're very aligned, but, um, I think like I would love to get your advice for somebody who is like thinking about maybe booking, like, let's say it's like a month. Give us like your, your like protocol for how to maybe go about planning something like this. So, you know, understanding where you want to go and then researching it, like, what's it like, you know, what's it known for understanding the way that you want to travel it and the way, what experiences you're looking to have there so that you can kind of keep that going, determine how much, if you're going to be working there, or if you're going to be just not working there, both are great experiences. I've had both and I I love both for different reasons. Obviously like the freedom is super nice, but also being able to like work and be somewhere cool is also really fun. So it's understanding that, but with the work thing, you also give up certain things, right? Like, so when I was working all summer, yeah, like there was times when I was south of France where like I had a client at once, like I had to leave the beach and like go take a client. And like, that was tough, but I was also like, but I get to be at the South of France, like in the ocean and come take a client. So like, whatever, my life is awesome. But you know, there's, there's like positives and negatives to both. So understand what that is because I didn't need to 
like manifest a lot of money because I was working the entire summer. So I, you know, wasn't taking off that time. So that was very easy for me. But if you are going to be taking off time, how much money do you need? And you need to work on calling that in so that you feel supported and safe. And I would also like give yourself a cushion from when you're back. If like, you know, you work, it doesn't immediately pick up. Um, so understand what that is and then just book it and fucking go really. Like that's the main thing is like, just do it. Talk to people if you need to, to feel more comfortable. Um, but do it practice by going places alone, you know, and like do those little steps that we were talking about to kind of like lead you there, um, build your capability in yourself, uh, keep your word so you can build deep trust with yourself and also practice not being fucking nice. And I think too, like what, what a cool time to be able to like solo travel in the digital age. It does make it a lot easier. It makes it of course easier. And like it, I feel like it helps too being like, like having that network of digital safety, right? Like you've got your location, you've got your- I have my cell phone that I could use anywhere I was, right? So I'm nostalgic for the time before tech because you just get to disappear into a place, but also so much more dangerous. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of contact. And I know that like you were like, I, my main intention is to travel like solo and really have like these experiences with myself. But I kind of want to share too with other people, like if you are looking to have maybe that middle ground of like, I'm very much here solo having my me time, but I'm seeing and and connecting with some people, you know. Yeah, you don't have to be as extreme as me. Right. (laughs) Even if (laughs) I think one of my favorite things about traveling lately has been this concept of reconnecting with people who uh, maybe I haven't seen in a while or who have been distant family friends or whatever, and just really taking the step to connect with them and say, hey, I'm in the city. I would love to see you. I know we haven't touched base in X number of years. Um, I'd love to grab dinner with you. I'd love to go to a museum with you. And I think like, you know, just stepping into your power and really like getting excited about connecting with me, whether it's strangers, whether it's people who you haven't connected with in years, you know, I think there's something really exciting about doing that and showing yourself through. And for me, like it's been such a joy to reopen networks and connections that maybe like went dark for a while, but get really excited about being like, well, who's this person in front of me now? I haven't seen you in 10 or 15 years. So like, how are you? I think that's really helpful. When I was traveling in Asia, this was like when TBM just, you know, starting to be something bigger. And there was a Facebook group and I put it on the Facebook, like, Hey, I'm in Bali. Any other, you know, TBMers in Bali. And I ended up like meeting someone that way, which was really fun. I think if you are someone who wants to connect with someone, use your network. Who do your friends know? The world, you know, thankfully is getting more and more connected. And usually someone, you know, will know someone where you're going or will know someone who knows someone and like use those connections. Yeah, absolutely. And take the leap. And like it, even if you're not like, even if you walk away from the experience going, eh, that wasn't the best dinner or social interaction. There's nothing to lose. I think I'm just excited for everybody. Like this feels like we're like allowing space for confidence and for growth and for like stepping into yourself. And so I'm excited for like, even if you're travel, if you have no plans of traveling solo anytime soon, I'm excited for when you go on that next group trip and decide to do something alone for like a couple hours. Exactly. Yeah. Just like build, start building. Yeah. Take those little moments and, and build from there. Well, this was great. This was great. 
yeah, I really hope you guys like feel super inspired by this. Let us know if you have any feedback or if you have any questions. Um, I know Amanda and my DMs are open, so feel free to shoot us any cues if you just want to chat further about this. But we're really excited and we're happy to share this episode with you. So yeah, stay tuned and uh, have a great week, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bedside Podcast. If you liked this episode and want to follow along with similar stories and interviews, be sure to check out our Instagram at thebedside and thebedside.co online. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and of course, share with your friends. It's the best way you can support us and our good sex mission. Thank you for listening. Bye.